the Sunday Times Gen Next Awards are just around the corner. So we thought, hey, let's have a conversation with the people that are responsible for these awards and also find out why they're so important for both brands and for the youth of South Africa. At this current moment, I am hanging out with Uri Filwe Maluleke, is the, who she is the managing director of Yellowwood. And the reason why we're chatting to her today is obviously because of the Sunday Times Gen Next Digital Awards, which are taking place on the 9th of September. And registration is at www.sundaytimesgennext.co.za. I'm so keen to be talking to Uri Filwe because she's, I can almost say, on the other side of things. So, you know, you get the glitz and the glam and all the stuff in the front, but you can't have all of that without the real hard work that happens behind the scenes. She's going to be telling us more about Yellowwood's work with regards to the Sunday Times Gen Next Survey Insights and how brands can obviously connect to the youth in a meaningful and effective way. Rifila, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for hanging out with me. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. And uh, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Lebang. I'm doing great. And how are you? Oh, I'm good. You know, I'm just out here <laughs> hanging out, talking to you. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. If you look, can you tell us a little bit about the research that Yellowwood does for the Sunday Times Gen Next study? Absolutely. So, um, as you said, it really is the, the, the hard work that goes into putting together not just the results for the coolest brands, which I'm sure most of your listeners are, are eagerly anticipating. Um, but the other part of it is, of course, uh, what we call the consumer behavior piece, right? So really, um, understanding the why behind the results, right? So what is it that's happening with young people? What matters to them? What are they worried about? What are they inspired about? Um, and really getting some depth behind it. Um, and I guess for a bit of a bit more context around how it happens, um, it really happens in, in in three different phases. I guess um, the 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 first one is, of course, as I said, the coolest brand survey, yeah. um, and we do poll over seven thousand young people across the country uh, from the ages of eight uh, up until thirty. Um, there's always a bit of a d- debate if if thirty year old still qualifies you, um, but <laughs> I'm gonna go wow. ahead and say yes. Thank you, thank you. I feel so much better now. Thank you, Rufila, for personally saying that. Thank you. <laughs> you are most welcome. I definitely think that they qualify as youth. Um, so yeah, so we poll as I said about seven thousand people across the country in mm. all these different categories, about seventy of them, um, and that is, in my opinion, the easier part because really you're just kind of asking them which brands. They, you know, they think are the coolest. Mm. Um, the more complex part, as I said, is a consumer behavior piece because there's a lot more questions that they need to answer and it's a lot more in depth. Um, and it's the same kind of sample size. So again, 7,000 people and we go to schools and universities and, um, we pull people online. And so there's just a, a massive spread of people across the country. Yeah. And then the final piece that we do, because that's all, um, I'm going to use my, my fancy um, data term now. That's all quantitative, right? So kind of people filling in surveys. Mm. The third piece that we do is we at Yellowwood have something called the Junior Board of Directors. Um, and it's effectively four different panels of about 12 young people on each one mm. um, across four different age groups, yeah? So we've got 8 to 12, and then we've got 13 to 17, 18 to 24, and 25 to 30. Yeah. And really what we do is ask them a lot of the questions that we would have asked in um, the survey, but it's a discussion, right? So they get to, we record it, we get to have them have conversation and it really just creates a lot of texture around the results because now it's not just statistics. You're getting to see young people talk about 
um, what matters to them and what they think about each of the brands and the work that they're doing. Um, and, and, and for me, I think that's the most interesting part because it means we get to really engage with um, some really interesting mm. young people. Mm. I think that's so cool. Like it's not just pulling some numbers off of a screen. It's actually getting, you know, putting the elbow in the grease and getting to hang out with these kids and really find out how they feel. I think that's so important. And I, kudos to you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I must admit, I'm always so impressed. Um, I guess as you get a bit older, you kind of forget that young people are super smart and they're aware. They know what's going on out there and they have opinions about the things that are happening in their world. Um, and I'm always just so blown away by how kind of informed and articulate um, young people are. So I really do suggest, um, you know, for those who are keen to check it out, really do check out what the junior board of directors have to say about these results. Yeah. I find it so interesting. You know, we we spoke a little bit earlier and um, we we know that the the youth make up more than half of the decision makers in South Africa as a country. And it's weird that only 20% of advertising is directed at the youth. So what would you say, Rifilia, are some of the trends and shifts that are influencing today's youth and how they consume these brands? Sure. So I think the the overarching sentiment that's come out from uh, the research for us um, is that the youth are really living in a world of complete chaos. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, we like to say that every youth generation has things that they are unhappy with and they struggle with, but I genuinely don't think there's been a time when it's been so difficult to be um, a young person. Um, And when we look at the results that have come through, you know, of course you've got, the context that we as a country were in kind of pre-COVID, right? Mm. Um, Record unemployment, problems with drugs, problems with gender-based violence. Um, Of course, all the problems with corruption, which, you know, back to the point I was raising earlier, young people are really aware. They're aware of what's happening in, in the corruption space and how, you know, all these people and like institutions that we're supposed to trust, right? People who are supposed to be reliable and have our best interests at heart and realizing that that really isn't the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that, that that has created this sense of a complete lack of trust and a, mm. a complete sense of anxiety about the world that we're in um, and what my future as a young person could look like, mm. what the opportunities for me may be. Um, but what's obviously exacerbated that sense of anxiety um, is COVID, right? So this lockdown and um, the loss of jobs, the loss of lives, um, you know, people getting really sick, you know, this kind of, I'm at school and then I'm not at school and then yeah. I am at school. Yeah. Um, and that kind of uncertainty has created um, a genuine sense of anxiety. Um, and, and one of the, the, the data points that I found really interesting was that one of the questions we asked was around what are you kind of most worried about? And if the first one across everyone was around losing a parent, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Mm. When you're a kid, of course, losing a parent would be a total game changer in your life. Mm. But one of the things that I found surprising um, was that the second thing that girls are most worried about um, is being sexually assaulted. And it kind of like it breaks your heart a little bit because you're like, as a young person, that isn't something you should be worried about. Yeah. You should feel like. You know, you should be worried about maybe not getting good grades at school mm, or, mm. I don't know, more, I don't know, I, I don't want to say trivial things, but to have to deal with the anxiety mm. um, and the very real possibility that you may be sexually assaulted, um, you know, in your in your youth is, mm. is a terrifying thought. Um, and one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you would have seen it um, 
they released some statistics this week earlier about, I think it was 900 um, girls oh, between yes. the ages of 10, teenage, and yeah, 10 and 14. Yeah, 10 and 14 yeah. Hundred percent. I Shocking. mean, nine hundred girls between ten and fourteen are now mothers. It's just, it's mm. just, yeah. Anyway, so I think that for me was um, one of the things that was worth kind of highlighting. And I guess you know the point is around what does that actually mean for me as a brand? Like we know that there's a lot of anxiety, yeah. um, but I guess the point is that as a brand, it just means when you want to engage with young people, mm. you really have to think about. Um, how are you helping them? Yes, you know, solutions. it's one thing to do cool stuff. That's yeah. great. Let's do cool stuff. Let's yeah. get. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't want to say AKA because I feel like his life is complicated right now. But um, if you want to get, you know, young people, like cool young people, to talk about your brand, that's mm. great. Mm. But what what is it that you are helping me with? How are yes. you helping me deal yes. with this chaotic world that I'm living in? Yes. Um, and I guess for me, that's the point that brands should be thinking about that. Well, how are you? Mm helping young people uh, uh, deal with this really difficult time. I'm actually so glad that you actually brought that up because it's, it's also just something that um, we brands almost tend to ignore, you know, if I can say they, they want mm. to only do the cool stuff. They, they want to mm. only do the, the glitter and the gold. They ignore yeah. the reality, which is what are the youth in South Africa actually dealing with? What is the daily life of the average you know, South African youth. And if you get the answer to that, then as a brand, you can say, how do I add value? How do I make yeah. the potential consumer, you know, not feel like they're alone in whatever they're dealing with? There's, there's so mm. many ways that you can um, organically connect with the youth. It will, mm. it may not always land, but at least you're trying. And, you know, I, yeah. I would definitely encourage more brands to look at it in that way and say, you know what, let's do something real, you know, and the word real yeah. uh, sort of gets diluted because, you know, it gets overused and people just kind of, it, it's, it's difficult to kind of unpack what you mean by real. But for me, you know, as a youth, uh, thanks to you saying that 30, <laughs> 30 is considered, you know, as a youth, I kind of find myself like a bit sad when brands uh, don't read the room you know read the yeah. room you know we're sad yeah. we we're, we're we're anxious we don't know what our future holds we can see yeah. that the government actually doesn't really care about us we do feel like we're on our own what are you going to yeah. do about it how are you going yeah. to help me because you, you i mean you want my money i'm happy to support you and buy your <laughs> products but meet me halfway you know what i mean it kind of just yeah. happens like that more more than, you know, more than it should, but, uh, it's, it's the life that we live in. This is South Africa. What kind yeah. of, you know, what kind of shifts and trends in the youth culture do you think brands should be taking advantage of right now? So, you know, it goes to what you were saying right now about, um, finding a way for your brand to have meaning, to be real in people's lives. Um, because the, the, the real kind of trend that I think, um, is, front and foremost, and again, this comes from the research, is that because of the kind of context that they are living in, mm. um, one of the things that young people no longer have access to um, is the ability to kind of explore, right? To kind of explore their identity, explore the world, to mm. to be spontaneous. Um, and spontaneity is a, is a big part of, of being young because trying different things um, is how you learn about yourself and it's how you learn about the world. Yes. Um, and there was a wonderful quote from one of the guys in our J-Bod, you know, he's like, 
You know, I can't just call a bang and be like, you know, let's meet at the corner and then let's just see where the day takes us. Um, That's not a vibe anymore, right? We have to be really detailed in our planning and this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to be safe and, you know, here are the things we're going to do and and meeting new people is is incredibly hard. Um, But that doesn't mean that they don't want to do it. Mm. It doesn't mean that people don't want to explore. Um, and I think, you know, that, that trend of wanting to try things and experiment with things, um, and not just experiment in terms of like, I want to know what, um, flying fish tastes like, Mm. um, but just experiment with yourself and your identity and trying on new things in a way that doesn't carry risk. Mm. Um, because the problem with this kind of desire to explore and experiment is that in today's world, the risks of doing that are enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's a social media risk, you know, you try something out and you post it to the next, you know, jiggy jiggy, you're canceled Ish. and it's a big thing. <laughs> and <laughs> the streets don't forget. It. <laughs> they, they don't. They absolutely don't. And when you try and move on from that, people will remind you. They'll exactly. be like, no, nah, girl, you mm-hmm. were that one mm-hmm. wearing that fake Louis Vuitton and mm-hmm. it's on Instagram that you wore fake Louis Vuitton and yeah. so let's talk about that. Yeah, and they'll bring so out a tweet of- from 2012. <laughs> To yeah. remind you who you once were. That's how much <laughs> access they've got to you. <laughs> that's exactly right. Mm. And I guess that's, it's, it's, cause sometimes when people say be real and, and make a difference in my life, um, a lot of brands struggle with it because they feel like it always has to be heavy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you always have to address gender based violence or unemployment or whatever. And those things are important. Don't get me wrong. And there's value in addressing them. But you've also got to think about your brand and what yes. you're about. Yes. Um, and if you're inherently a kind of fun brand, um, how do you enable young people to do that? How do you mm. enable them to take a break from the heaviness of life and, mm. um, and, and do what youth is about, which is making mistakes? Yeah. That's, that's the point of, sure. of being young is to make mistakes in a way that doesn't compromise your entire future. Um, and I think that that inability to, experiment and try things and have a good time um, in a way that doesn't compromise you financially, physically, reputation wise um, is, is a wonderful space for, for some of these brands that are more focused on, 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 on fun um, to think about how they engage with young people. Yeah, sure. I love that. The purpose of being a, a youth is to make mistakes and be okay with it. Don't yeah. be too hard on yourself when you fall. The purpose yeah. is for you to just get up and try again. I love that. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me take notes, actually. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Tell us a bit more about this new young professional age category um, between 25 and 30. Why was it added this year? So, I mean, firstly, the youth, right? You and I have just agreed. Yes. That 25 yes. to 30 yes. are young people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so chuffed. Um, <laughs> they are young people. Yes. Um, and so... The big part of the reason that we included them, I guess, is is down to a couple of things. One, um, they do tend to have more disposable income than their younger um, the younger cohorts, mm. um, and so they are a very attractive market to to brands. Um, and because the typical twenty five to thirty year old in today's world is actually quite different to what it would have been yes, before, yes. Um, and there's not enough time spent understanding them. Mm. Yeah, so. If we go back, you know, let's call it a generation, maybe even less, you know, when you were 25 to 30, it was often a time of firsts, right? So yeah. your first job, your first car, your yes. first home, yes. getting married, first kid, mm. all of these kinds of 
first. first yes. And what we're finding is that that's not so much the case anymore mm. um, because young people are choosing to get married later and therefore have kids later. Um, young people are deciding, you know, maybe before I start working, I want to take a gap year or maybe yeah. I want to try a new business on my own. Um, maybe I want to live with my parents for longer so I can mm. save up for a home. Mm. So you do find a lot of kids in that, I mustn't call them kids, a lot of young people yes. in, <laughs> in that group uh. who are who are still living at home. Mm. Um, and there's no shame in that, yeah? Of course. And so it was, it was just about, you know, how do we help brands understand this cohort mm. um, and how they are in fact not the same as the generation before them. Yes. Um, and they are, they have different priorities, you know, and, and one of the most obvious ones that comes up a lot is that they prioritize experiences over owning stuff. Yes. Um, sure. And, and so if I want to, if I, it makes more sense for me to want to still live at home mm. and maybe to buy a really, really cheap car um, because I want to be able to travel overseas twice a year because exactly. that matters to me. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just different. So we wanted to make sure that people understand how this kind of 25 to 30 year old um, group behave. Mm. Um, and the other thing is that it also allows us to introduce new categories um, that are more meaningful. So stuff like alcohol, which you, you mentioned in your chat, um, earlier on today with uh, Eben and, and, and Zandi, like it's, that's an interesting category and yeah. it's a really, really big category in South Africa. Um, so it's good to be able to get more insight in that. Um, and also when you think about things like cars and those kinds of things, um, as much as a 12 year old may tell you, you know, they think Mercedes is the coolest car, for example, mm. um, in many ways it's, it's more useful uh, to some brands to be able to get a feel for those who are more likely to be able to actually purchase that car um, in the in the near future. Exactly. So that was really why we wanted to include them and, and we will be including them going forward. Yeah, that's great. I think that's very important. I mean, things are always changing, including yeah. and more especially the youth, the way they think, how they do things, why they do mm -hmm. things. I mean, I feel a bit bad now because I was bashing my, my younger brother for still living at home. I mean, he's 26 and I'm like, <laughs> bro, you need to, you know, pack up. It's almost time. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, actually, let me, you know, let me reconsider. Let me give him a chance. Maybe he's got a plan. Maybe he wants to save up for traveling. I don't know. He's not just being, you know, <laughs> that lost born child now let me give him a break thanks for this conversation <laughs> you're welcome and your and your brother's welcome too man. right welcome right let him just yeah, stay at yeah, home yeah. and keep leeching off mom and dad forever it's cool <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of changes i mean there's a lot that goes into um marketing so there's strategies and there's all these things that happen behind the scenes before you know a product maybe goes to market or before a brand starts a campaign so at that point of marketing strategy why do you mm. think that it's important for the youth to be considered at that point and not just, you know, at other, maybe in a later phase. Why do you think that youth must be considered at the strategy point already? Hmm. You know, it's a good question um, that I often do get asked, especially when we work on really, really big brands um, uh, that, that feel as though um, young people shouldn't necessarily be included in the strategy development up front. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest reason is that when you don't include them in your strategic thinking up front and you don't apply the same kind of rigor in terms of insights, in terms of really understanding them, what often happens is you kind of jump onto this, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's kind of piggybacking thing, right? Yeah. You're kind of like, let's find out what's cool or what's trending um, and let's just do that. And that's fine. 
Do you know what I mean? So if there's this kind of, you know, when they were doing that um, then and now thing was quite hot on, on social media yes, platforms. Yes. Um, you're like, as a brand, you're like, cool, let's just do that. Um, and yet you're not clear on, is it relevant for your brand? Is it going to help your brand in some way? Will young people care about it? Um, and I think that that's, that's what often happens. You just end up trying to be associated with things that are cool. Um, and that's not necessarily always useful. Mm. Um, and so I think it's if you start at the beginning with the same kind of rigor you apply to any other audience um, in understanding those insights and making sure that you are thinking about what will be relevant for young people, but also what will be relevant for your brand. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a really um, important thing to go about. Yeah. And just in closing, uh, Rishule, what, what youth trends are you forecasting based on the findings from the study? Hmm. So what was really interesting, um, I guess there were a lot of interesting things coming out of the research. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a real sense of understanding around how do you drive preference with young people? Um, you know, what is it that will make them want to connect with you? Um, and I think there were three things that, that, that consistently came out uh, from all the age groups. Um, and the first, it speaks to what we were talking about a little earlier on, and I know it's a big buzzword, um, but it is authenticity, right? Yeah. Um, so, so be clear what your brand is about. Mm. Um, if your brand is about good times, great. That's not, there's nothing wrong with being about good nothing times. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong with it. If your brand is about um, enhancing performance, kind of in that Nike space, that's also great. Um, but just be clear on what your brand is about, um, how it helps young people in some way, shape or form, and then stick to that, be consistent, mm. um, do it all the time across all your platforms. Um, and if something amazing happens with Libang and she's doing something great on social media, if it's got nothing to do with what you said you are about, mm. then leave it alone. <laughs> you know Thank what you. I mean? Thank you. You don't have Just... to be a part of everything. You don't, you don't, don't be that guy who wants to kind of throw yourself into everything. Mm. Um, And that's really what young people have said authenticity is about, right? Tell us what you're about and then stick to it. Be consistent, do it all the time in your products, in your communication, in whatever CSI thing you do, Mm. just be consistent. That's really what authenticity is about. Mm. Um, And the other two, which are a little easier because the authenticity one is is a little challenging. Um, the other two that came out were um, a sense of community. So um, make sure that you are impacting my community in yes. some kind of positive way. Yes. Um, and what was great was that young people see community as more than um, the people that I live with. My community mm. could be um, the people that I play sports with. It could be the charities I support. It could be if I'm really into hip hop as an example. Mm. Um, it could could be the hip hop community. Yeah. So, so they have a really broad definition of community. Um, and as long as you're impacting one of those communities in yes. some kind of meaningful way, um, they'll have a lot of headspace for you. Um, and the third point is just accessibility. And I know it sounds obvious, but you know, do you have something that I can afford? Um, can I find you? Are you available or do I have to what? take a taxi for 30 kilometers in order to be able to access your offering? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and do you show up where I am? You know, hmm. um, you know, if you're a, a big brand and, you know, I'll use just Castle Life as an example historically, and they used to do these uh, massive unlocked concerts. Yes. I don't know if you remember them and they'd bring yes. down like, famous rappers. Oh, I and was whatever. there for every one of them. <laughs> do I? <laughs> like, there we go. So that's amazing. Mm. And what young people 
Honestly, I actually asking for is that that's great if I live in Joburg. That's wonderful. Mm. But for the rest of the country, Ish. you're not accessible to me. Exactly. Like, you still want me to buy your beer, which mm. is great. Um, but yet all these cool things that you are doing don't seem to matter that I, that I happen to live in Kuruman or wherever it is that I am. Mm. Um, and so it is about making sure that your brand is uh, completely accessible in terms of price, in terms of where they can find your product, and in terms of the things you do as a brand that people can engage with them and, and, yes. and participate. And I guess, you know, if you get those three things right around authenticity, around community and around accessibility, mm. um, you really will be able to drive preference for your brand amongst young people. I think it's quite clear. Just bring Kanye West to South Africa. <laughs> Let him do a Cape Town leg, a Durban leg, a Joburg leg, a Limpopo leg, a, an everywhere leg. Let's just have Kanye West. That's all. That's, give the people what they want. The youth has spoken. Uh, Kanye West. <laughs> the problem with Kanye West is that he does trippy things, yo. You're right? <laughs> right? But let's at least try. <laughs> let's try. Let us try. Even if he's going to do some trippy things when he's here, it's okay. Nah, uh, we'll forgive him because at least we can exactly. say, I was there. Good morning. I was exactly. there. Rufino, exactly. thank you so much. Oh man, this was this was actually great, great insights. I think one of my favorite things about the South African youth is that we have a way of just like picking ourselves up. We're resilient, we're creative, mm-hmm. we're determined to succeed. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what we go through. No Maganjani, yeah. we'll just push on and we'll wake up in the morning and say, you know what, it's another day to try again. And um mm-hmm. I'm just excited. I'm very excited to see exactly what the Sunday Times Gen Next Digital Awards um will Will, will have to offer us, you know, have to offer the brands um, just mm-hmm. insight. You know, it's just that insight on how better to connect to the youth. So thank you so much to Fido Maluleka, the Managing Director of Yellowwood. Research on fleek, honey. Research <laughs> on fleek. I love to see it. Lest we forget, 9th of September at 11 a.m. Brands, please do register at za. And yeah, till we meet then at the awards.